0: Thanks, Pat, and uh, you're welcome back to Tip Today, Eighteen hundred nine three eight double o seven. Martin was on to say the consumption of fresh water to produce beef and dairy is massive and wasteful. In another few years, we might be lucky if we're allowed one shower a week. One shower a week, Martin. Sure. Isn't that all you need, for God's sake? You not know, remember the big bath that would be... There on a on a Saturday, you'd all have to share the water and everything. For God's sake, Martin, wouldn't you be grand? Oh, wait, three, three double one, double three, double one.
1: For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on tip today with Phil Prendergast.
0: There one char one shower a week, Phil.
1: Ah, back in the day, <laughs> we had the bath once a week.
0: Yes. And if you were the youngest, you had the dirtiest waters. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: Now, there might be a refill, really, because there was a lot of us.
0: Uh, you were posh, you see.
1: We were not posh, we were, posh. We were loads. <laughs> That's what we were.
0: <laughs> All right, Phil, um, much stuff coming in. By the way, if you have an issue that you'd like, Phil, to deal with, it is um, tip today at tipfm.com or dear Phil at tip. FM.com will do as well. Alright, our first letter today. Hi Phil, I'm a man in my 60s and for as long as I can remember I've had a problem with intimacy but also putting women on a pedestal. I had a difficult upbringing and have spent years dealing with it, what I now recognise as a major rejection from my mum. As I got older, the this manifested as me trying to please every woman in my life. I was overly generous with attention, affection and gifts in order to keep the women in my life happy, but at the same time would shy away from any real intimacy. I'm divorced from my first wife and we have four daughters together. I adore all of them, but I find that we don't really have a close relationship where uh, they could confide in me. I think I've always been seen as the provider. My wife instigated the divorce because um, she said that while I was a good husband, she felt that we had no real deep connection and she didn't want to live the rest of her life like that. Even in my job, I've almost found that I would work above and beyond to please my female bosses, much more so than any male bosses. Is it too late to try to form a closer bond with my family? Why do I have such a problem with intimacy? I do try, but I find I just can't completely let my guard down. I've never been able either to reconcile, why I can't form a close bond with anybody, but yet shower them with attention. It doesn't make sense, and I'm exhausted from it.
1: Well, <clears throat> it's a quite sad letter, really, that, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. yeah. Um, he just said that his upbringing was very difficult, and he'd spent years dealing with it. But I'm wondering, how did he deal with it? Was it just that he decided that if you share people with gifts, and and you're you're overloading them with with stuff that perhaps they mightn't want, you're 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 deflecting from some lack within yourself, and it does come across completely seriously that. Um, from from reading through it he, he just he seems to lack confidence in a huge way now genuinely, I know it can sound very trite when you say that you're, you're, you're reading through and his wife instigated a divorce because whilst he was a good husband she felt there was no deep connection but the whole problem with him in relationships seems to stem from the rejection from his mother. Now this is a genuine case that I really feel could really benefit from professional counselling um, with a psychotherapist and I think that that's, that's a commitment he'd have to make and he might be far better off putting, excuse me, putting his money into that than showering people with gifts that are on a show or frivolous or a deflection from how he's feeling inside um, and if he went and and worked out with a counsellor they have a very specific way of dealing with, with people that have issues they identify what the issue is they see how the person is they see, they put a limit on the the how long the session is going to be and they're very rigidly adhere to that it's not that, oh I'm well able to talk today, I'll keep going, I'll keep going yes. there's a, a set amount of time where there's a process and when that process, when that time is up on that, you call time on it and you make the, the arrangement for the next session and it could take 15, 20 sessions But this man genuinely, I think he needs it.
0: Is that very real, (coughs) that notion that if you did have rejection from a mother, that there is that lifelong, almost, difficulty with relationship? There
1: there can be. Mothers are very pivotal Mm -hmm. in childhood because they're they're back in the day. It certainly would have been the mother more so than the father. It's a bit different now because, generally speaking, both people work in the house Mm. by need rather than by design. And it could be that, he, he, I don't know where he came in the family, but he could have been the seventh boy or the ninth boy or he could have been the first or he could have been the one that was expected to get on with it um, and she was busy with other things. Or she may have had an issue herself with, with mm-hmm. communications. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, his, his he realises that in his 60s he's had this problem always, but it does really it comes across as that his he was trying to overcome his his lacking of confidence with buying gifts and trying to be a people pleaser or a woman pleaser, mm. and he's not the it's it's like as if if he could repair how he feels about the rejection from his mother, he might be much better able to cope in a more normal way rather than feeling he has to. By people's attention and by people's love and by people's com- comradeship and that sort of thing.
0: I suppose at least he's aware of it. I mean, it might well, be. That's
1: a real positive yeah. in this. It's a real positive because, and I suppose it's like that as well. You don't get to be in into your sixties without making having some realization that you know what, maybe I was a sort of an architect of my own sort of thought processes there or the way I behaved or the way I did certain things or what influenced people to be the way they are and I mean to be able to recognise it is huge and then to be able to actually go and deal with it and counselling can be a very painful time for people Mm -hmm. because they are touching base with the losses and the pain and the hurt but there's also breakthroughs where they get a very great, they get a great, a great benefit from being able to maybe see a passion or see, a thing. and it's not about it's not about trying to make themselves a better person, it's about a better understanding of themselves and to stop perhaps beating themselves up
0: It's very interesting Very. So, so your advice to him is to, to seek out
1: I would say seek out Help. professional counseling right. and he will find he will find people local and if he didn't want to go somewhere local, even though I can absolutely say without fear or fervor that any professional counselor it doesn't matter where they're from, mm. they have a code of ethics, and they like it's just they are so professional and so helpful, and it can be such a benefit to people.
0: It's sad that he's on his own now, though, isn't it? It you know, is, uh,
1: but it does seem as well that if he ha- he has a lot of people in his life, but the connection isn't happening because he's probably he's probably overdoing it with the gifts and mm. lavishing attention, but then not being able to actually feel valued or part of it. So he's detached from that. So it's like as if he's he's using his maybe he's he has plenty of money to be doing this sort of thing but he's he'd be better off to actually use it and go and have mm. some professional treatment for this because he'll definitely have a better quality of life after it.
0: Invest in himself yeah, I, I suppose for a change um, Alright, our second letter Dear Phil, I'm writing on behalf of a small group of colleagues who work in a retail environment. We work as a group of about 10 mostly but there is one colleague who is really grating on us, so much so that a colleague has started calling in sick with stress because she can't bear the thought of being near him. He picks at everything we do to the point uh, to point out what we did wrong. He criticizes everything we speak about and also makes very judgmental comments about our personal lives. One colleague recently bought her first car and she was so proud of showing it off. This colleague went out, pinpointed all the things that he thought were bad about the car, and totally deflated her. We told him to be quiet and leave her alone, and he backed off. But he came back the next day with an analysis on why the things he pointed out were so serious and why she should address them straight away. It really stressed her out and upset her because she thought she would have to spend a fortune. This is just one example, but every day the guy finds some way of putting somebody down and we're all sick of it. We've uh, tried to freeze him out, but he doesn't seem to take the hint or even care. How do you deal with somebody like this?
1: God isn't isn't it an awful situation really? It's a but like it seems like there's not a manager for this group of people or a team leader, and this guy is undermining the morale of the group and the effectiveness of the team. So I would say that as well. He's he's eroding any goodwill that be would be there by being an, an a negative ninny. He's just. Um, they, they're going to have to organise themselves and just say to him, this is not acceptable. Mm. This behaviour is not acceptable. And it's not, and there are processes in place of... He might need mediation in, in getting the group to be able to work together. But if somebody continuously undermines you and picks holes and is negative, they, it can bring down the morale of a group very quickly. And the, it, it, there's kind of then... A, you can sense a, a, a sort of an attitude or a disharmony within the group. And you can feel that if you walk into a place where there is, where things are not quite right and you're thinking, what, there's something wrong here and mm. people are not happy, when there is no need for it. And it may be that this person is completely oblivious to his faults and his faults are that he's undermining the morale of a group of people he now, works with.
0: they did point it out to him, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, but the next day
1: he came okay, back with another right. list. So it seems like as if he feels that and and i again i would say that maybe that's a confidence issue with him that he he feels that his contribution has to be negative but a negative contribution every single day it's not long about peeing people off because it's just you just think oh no here he is again now, What is he going to criticise about us? You know I mean, and yeah there there has to be a group approach to this, and whether they get together and write a letter to him and just say it's outrageous the behavior what's going on here every single day we're demoralized by the attitude. it's not good for our shop. they're in a retail environment. it's not good for whatever we're selling. It's not good for morale within the group, and you're bringing down the vibe. And I, I do believe in a situation like this, there has to be somebody within that group that would be considered to be either a manager. They can't all be equal Senior operators.
0: in some way. So yeah. I
1: would say they need to go and analyse the behaviours and tr- see can they sort it out a bit more than it was sorted out previously and just say your behaviour is, it's it's not right and we're not going to continue putting up with it and you change or adjust or we, we'll have to go further about it because this is very very uncomfortable work environment, it would sound like.
0: Yeah, it it sounds to be a rather big uh, retail environment, um, so I'm just wondering if HR, I suppose, would be active there, they, though, well, there.
1: And even so, if there was to be a team leader appointed within the yeah. group but perhaps he thinks he is the team leader. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if he if he does, I mean, to think you have the power to to wreck someone's buzz all the time, friend, it's it's very demoralising. Mm-hmm. When you are, you know, you come in, and people have stuff <coughs> going on at home, and people have stuff, worries about finances, and worries about the cost of living in crisis, and the increases everywhere. They don't need, and they might even see a reflection of that with less people coming into the shop or the environment they're working in. Being, you know, they're they're worried maybe about their futures. They don't need. this big negative. Of lump in the middle of them sort mm. of trying to bring them down
0: Yeah, is it trying to be too kind to say he's got his own issues?
1: No, no, I mean obviously he has some degree of um an interpretation that he has the right to be negative right. when, when you have an opportunity to be positive. And Fran, even a stop clock is right twice a day. So we're not we're not you know what I mean? You're not you're not trying to say everyone should be ha, ha ha every single day because some days you're just not great days and there are other days and you could be pure eye <laughs> <oil> and crack <laughs> for the day which which often happens to me. But anyway. Um but they do need yes. to deal with it because it's um, and particularly the young one that got her car and know, all the rest of it, and then he pointed out, and they're useless cars, and they'll do this, they'll do that. And You're thinking, oh, I'm so delighted and so proud of this achievement. I know, and, and it does and, spoil, uh, yeah, well, it, it, yeah. it does. And there isn't, and why would you? Like, I mean, you can you can choose to either be very nasty, or you can choose to be not commenting if you do, if you see something that somebody say is wearing, you're thinking that that's just awful <laughs> on that person. Don't bother sharing your thoughts with that person if you don't like what they're wearing. Just shut up.
0: Yeah, you don't always have to react. Exactly, you don't
1: have to say it.
0: right, our final uh, letter then. Dear Phil, I'm a single woman in my 20s and I've been finding the dating scene very difficult. The only real way to meet men is by going down the route of online dating. This is fine, but the general pattern is that you connect with some guy, you text for a few weeks and then if you're lucky meet for a date which usually comes to nothing or ends with a one-night stand and then you never hear from them again i've tried to eliminate the long texting periods with asking them to meet for a coffee to see if we have a spark but that's usually met with let's just text for a few weeks and see what we have in common god i have a lot to learn from this and the problem with texting is that i find i build up an image of this guy in my head uh, that usually isn't accurate and i romanticize this guy and a relationship uh, before we even meet I just find the process of long texting so pointless and irritating. It's like a job interview and I feel under pressure to always be funny and cheery in my responses to keep their interest. Why is it so hard to meet a nice guy?
1: My dear, you're not going to meet a nice guy on the text You're not going to meet him on the phone, the end of the phone. You're not going to meet him online dating. Like she says at the start, the only real way to meet men is going down the route of online dating. Not true at all. And I suppose the best thing I could advise, first of all, needs to get out more for certain. Um, Texting is not a relationship. You're hiding behind a persona Mm. when you're texting somebody and they can be hiding behind a persona. And like, why why would you choose even to use your energy for for this texting business as a precursor to a relationship? Is that
0: usual now? Long periods of time or spent texting? I wouldn't have
1: said so but I am elderly so I don't (laughs) You're not elderly but you have the reality of meeting somebody that's warm (coughs) and vibrant and human or inhuman and you're meeting them in a pub or in an environment. The whole idea that if you want to go and meet somebody you should go and join a group And whether it is a theatre group or whether it is a reading group or whether it is a walking group or whether it is a club or a gym, Go to where you can meet real people, not with the intention of meeting a partner to go and date and do whatever it is you'd like to do with them, but for the purpose of actually living and and communicating with a human and not building up an idea that you're going to be disappointed with because so far her relationships that she's met, which have realised in a date, hasn't worked out because she says it straight off, I find it exhausting and pointless, but yet... She's repeating the exercise, mm. which didn't serve her
0: but and has Is served she her. doing that because she genuinely feels that there is no other way?
1: But your friend, there always was another way, and I suppose. But it's different is, now, is it, it not? It, it is, but I mean, there's actually there's actually where people deliberately go and do the dating thing, where they go and they meet up in a club, and the idea is that you'll you'll hit it off with somebody and head off and do whatever. Um, and there is an idea where you can just go and not be kind of. I'm on the look for a man, and I'm not like that. They could just be chilled and relaxed and go to. Film or go to and I know now there might be a lot of opportunities but I do find I want to talk a lot when I go to the cinema but anyway um, but there are things they can do and there's a whole lot of book clubs and there's a whole lot of, of things that people can do now that mightn't overtly be in the, in the idea that oh I'm here to meet a man but you may meet somebody when you're not looking for it, and this sitting at home on a key, being a keyboard warrior to try and build a relationship, and then get disappointed, or building an idea of somebody which who is not going to match reality the reality is not everybody is in great form all of the time and you're not going to and the the person that might come in and be absolutely gorgeous and handsome might not be at all for you whereas you might a, a quiet little fella there might be just the loveliest person you could ever meet and if you judge people on a profile picture and you judge people on responses that are silent but written coming across the screen at you this is not a real relationship either it's just not real so I do think you need the warm Human interaction. Right. So and get, a, get, get out, get and, out and get a bit active, like. And yeah. you know, you could meet somebody in the supermarket when you're, whatever. Right. So it's people have met in in less salubrious places.
0: But they're probably on their phones in the supermarket, you see.
1: Yeah, I know, but Fran, I suppose the reality is that if you're using uh, communication means that we now have at our fingertips and you you can nearly do thought projections at people. They'll be going around one of these days with bubbles over their head, which is written inside of you, thinking, look what that one is thinking, you know. But it's just, you know, I mean, the the realness of of trying to develop a relationship does involve meeting people in a social setting or an unsocial setting or an anti-social setting. And actually, you know, oftentimes it is your work colleagues trying to do a Relationship because you feel it's it's right or something that you want it's not real if you're doing it online. Now that's not to take from and there will be people that are writing how dare she I met my partner online and we would get him an, an, and deliriously happy. Of, you know of course, of, that, yes. of course, there's that. Mm. Of course, there's mm. that. But the real thing is to go somewhere real and meet somebody in a social setting where you can enjoy a drink and it doesn't have to have a beginning, a middle and an end all in a conclusion or a linear thing. It can be that you meet somebody and think, oh, that was really, really nice. And then you might meet them in a different setting and you'd go and you'd have the chat or whatever. And if it's to be a relationship or somebody wants to meet you, they will let you know. But you can't have this passion in your head and think, I'm going to just text this person now and they're online or they're on Tinder and I swipe right and he swipe left and (laughs) I swipe right, and Oh God, Joe! I'm kind of glad I'm.
0: I'm. Open. Are you all right,
1: Phil? I, I'm perfectly well. I really, really am. But I just think it's it's. There's a reality versus yes. an online thing and it's it can be very difficult. And I do think that if we lose the ability to communicate with real people and and you can see somebody's face and you can see how they're reacting and you can see how they feel. And you know what? It can be t- totally different to having this kind of a sanitised online version where you don't hear inflections in tones and you don't hear the cadence in somebody's voice or you don't hear, you know, when somebody is having fun. Fun or mm-hmm. being entertained—it's—it's it's just all very—I don't know—sanitised. Is it very flat?
0: Very flat indeed. Phil, it's always a pleasure. Thanks very much Thank indeed. You, Our agony aunt, Phil Prendergast, with us today. We'll take a break. We're back with more in just a moment.